Hey, Kevin. Hey, Lee. How's it going? Hey. Oh, my God. Here we go. There we go. Thank you. No, no. Thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, dude, Kevin, it's been decades. It has literally been decades, so you're right. Yeah, I know, dude. We don't sound like high school kids and shit. What the fuck? No, not at all. (laughs) Oh, golly, geez. I still do, though. I know. Like I was, gonna, I was thinking how to introduce you, and I was like, I still just want to say this is Randy from Broken Pretzel. Like that's how I know you. Like, oh, it's Randy. Dude, like, but you're not that guy anymore. But you're dude, still uh, that guy. Kind yeah, of. I'm not still that guy. I mean, you're, you're still Kevin from Jerry Lewis twice. I mean, fuck. I mean, our history is our history, and it is what makes us. So I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm doing what I'm doing now, but I mean, I wouldn't be doing what I was doing, or you know, I wouldn't be doing stand up now had I not had the years on stage as a musician so it's an all all an evolution that is so right i thought about that like i was thinking about like when i heard you were, oh, i saw you i watched some of your stuff and I was like, man he's a stand-up comedian now that's fucking rad like it has to like i mean all of us in different yeah. ways are are doing art i mean all of us i'm talking about my friend lee yeah, who i'll introduce you to in a second and you know mike of course mike has a podcast with lee that this this is a spin-off of and it's all about movies and all of our life experiences. So this is cool that you're here. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, fucking Randy's a stand-up comedian now. Like, he he was in a band. So then, there, like, your story, ha- how you got there is pretty fucking right. But, like, I mean, you're an artist, obviously, and an entertainer. And I think all of us, deep down, I, when I say all of us again... <laughs> you know what i mean yeah well well, well dude, a podcast for friends i i mean a podcast with friends is still a craft i mean a podcast yeah. is an art dude i i tried like at the beginning of pandemic starting one i may re-kick kick it back up dude but it, i mean it takes a lot of i mean dedication and and repetition repetition and through that it's like the evolution like anything with art it's uh it evolves as you continue to do it all right, so exactly. we're going to get into all that. So let's give an intro real quick. You are now yeah, go for it, Kevin. specifically scary with Kevin and Lee. This is a cinema-centric spinoff. Uh-huh. So this is my friend Lee Rain. <laughs> I never met him. Uh, he, he lives in Canada on an island as a, in a lighthouse. Wow. Ranger. What, what, what province? Uh, Columbia, uh, uh, up in British Columbia. Uh, All right, just north. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, I'm going between different lighthouses right now. There's 27 different lighthouses here, and um, I don't have my own lighthouse yet. But uh, mid-September, <laughs> hopefully, I'll, I'll know which lighthouse is my official <laughs> lighthouse. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm just like, uh, like, yeah. Out here, they have to the helicopter. Heard for a thousand. <laughs> Great, dude. That's impressive. Person. Oh, that's impressive. <laughs> Well, 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 I do have to Thank say you. this um, as a Vegas Golden Knights fan and American hockey fan. I think Ooh. it's been like the last time I saw Kevin, you actually guys had the cup. It's been that long. Wow. <laughs> sorry sorry yeah. to come in swinging, but I'm, I'm still no. from the hockey yeah. season. <laughs> Who's your team? Yeah, you're, you're, you're a Vegas guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Vegas through and through. Vegas born. Uh, I moved, moved to Las Vegas the year they decided to have a hockey team. So... Uh, when I lost my San Diego Chargers, I was like, "Yeah, why the hell not?" <laughs> okay. But the so, cool Raider so, Stadium there too. Yeah, it ridiculous. Really been used yet. Oh no, dude! What you call it? Uh, last week had uh, the Gold Cup final with Mexico versus the U.S. Like ninety percent um, um, Mexican fans, and 
that was just the giant clusterfuck of like what would a full stadium look like because i mean it was a sellout crowd took people like an hour to even i've heard horror stories of people being turned back after paying like 50 dollars for parking because it just took forever to get there that they were missing kickoff so they're still trying to figure out the logistics i mean they dropped in that beautiful roomba vacuum cleaner looking stadium but i mean (laughs) yeah like for me Uh, yeah i was there a couple months ago i drove by it i was like wow it is it's all they talk about it is what it is like the legend is true it's fucking huge it's huge it's the first thing you see driving in from socal yeah exactly it's it's exactly what the raiders need something ominous um (laughs) Now to get piece together and actually yeah, do a playoff run, maybe I'll give a scary. shit. <laughs> yeah, right on. So yeah, so let's back up. So Randy, you and I know each other from high school way back in the day, sort of from playing in bands together. And Lee and I know each other from just going to high school together. And like I said, uh, Mike and Lee have a podcast together where it's called Cinema Centric, and it's for. For the first few, uh, we'll call them seasons, the past few years that they did it, and I was guest host and part of it, and guest here and there. It was basically like, what are our top favorite directors, or what are our top favorite movies, blah, 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 blah. And it was very, like, cinema-centric, like, point on point, but it's kind of evolved. And this next season, like, I know you obviously remember Mike, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So, um he's been he he wrote and directed a movie um in this past year during 2020 like him and his fiance and so this a feature film like a real fucking movie like he went all out he bought like top of line camera i mean for that you know for an indie and you know like he and it's a real personal cool story so this season of uh cinema centric the podcast that mike and lee do together it's kind of uh focused all on that movie (laughs) It's called Corey, by the way. Like, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> so, my, but Lee and I have always had a very uh, fond bond of horror movies, scary shit. Like, since we met in high school, we met in a film class or a film club and through Mike and stuff. So, like, we always had a good rapport. I love Freddy Krueger. He loves uh, Jason. And so we've known each other for almost the same amount of time that, like, since I when I met you and kind of all that stuff. So we decided to like, what can we do that's different than just talking about movies? Like we'll talk about movies because we were fucking movie geeks, you know, and we're geeks about comic books and we're geeks about all that shit. And, but also we're like, what else? Like, what is scary to us? Like what's weird? Like how, like, like real life fears, phobias, nightmares, reoccurring dreams, like run-ins with ghosts, run-ins with real life cults, like, any of that crying the crazy shit and so i think i hit you up and said hey do you have any of those kind of stories that maybe you like to share and like i know i bugged you a few many times and we finally made this <laughs> dude, happen dude. it's all, it, it's all good it's all good yeah we definitely made it happen i mean it's uh yeah the covid year or lockdown year whatever you want to describe it has definitely been interesting balance of schedule so dude no worries i'm, I'm glad it's synced up this time yeah right on um but but yeah no yeah, i we... mean uh, uh, uh yeah i mean as far as me and horror movies, I mean, like, I go back to the very first one, uh, I mean, but Poltergeist, and that was... Oh, uh, shit! <laughs> yeah, and that, that was, like, 1982. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 da- I'm dating myself, dude. Like, I was, oh, no, I was three, 
And but no, but like I still have faint memories of being like at a man movie th- theater here in San oh, Diego. Shit. You saw in the theater um, with my dad smoking a cigarette. So me oh. going back and forth between <laughs> watching the movie and then looking up at just floaty apparition man, things up man. in like up in the sky because you could smoke cigarettes back then. Oh, like, um, that so, add to the effect. Forty. Yeah, so so for, so for oh, me, like ghosts like the smoky. Yeah. yeah, like like ducking and hiding, but I yeah. mean, like me being three, but then it going into my early childhood. Um, like my siblings are all a, de- uh, a decade older than me, so I remember oh, okay. like when like my uh, like my sister, um, you know, would like we'd read bedtime stories, but in my yeah. weird yeah. like yeah. morbid mind, we'd always like create our own stories which would somehow always end up at the poltergeist house. And so there I was like <laughs> as a young kid with a very, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, now that you look at the way with all the books of raising kids and what we know now. Yeah. Right. I was imprinted at a very young age to have a proclivity towards shit that scares the fuck out of me. You, I mean, you have yeah. very, like you, ha- I know you haven't listened to any of the podcasts, but you have very similar stories to both of us and other guests we've had on the show. Poltergeist is a reoccurring movie that we've all talked about that is still going to be a main focus coming up too. Because I had similar movie. Uh, that was the one that fucked me up the most when I was, I'm a little bit older. I wasn't two or three, but the one that fucked me up, not fucked me up, just made me a fan of horror movies, uh, was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. I saw in theater <laughs> when I was four, four years old. So I had the same similar, but I liked it. Like I wasn't scared. I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, and so I've been obsessed with Freddy Krueger ever since. Yeah, no, I had that obsession with Freddy Krueger. I was like, the kid <laughs> at the elementary school dressing up like Freddy Krueger with blood yeah. all over me. Yeah, um, um, yeah I, I mean, it takes me back to the first one, 84. I was five. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, you guys remember nice. like uh, like video stores, VHS stores. Yeah. So, yes, so for, me, oh, yeah. for me, it was just that big <laughs> giant cardboard cutout. And yeah. it, of course, like freaky as fuck. And then, of and the course, posters. Remember the, yeah, the posters? posters? Like the smell, they're like big. Yeah. They're so slick. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 for me, it was just that poster of, of, of I mean, I forgot the actress's name. It's been, been that long, but her the just like one? barely covered up and then just the blades over her head. Oh, Heather like, Langenkamp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but like, uh, so I had that whole, I want to see this movie. I want to see this movie. But um, <laughs> it wasn't until Nightmare on Elm Street 2 came out. Yes. That was the first one that I watched. But then too. then was... worked my way back to see the first one. Uh, so it was like, um, you know, out of order, Quentin Tarantino. Actually, no, actually, I'm going to go even further, especially for a fan. Sorry to interrupt, but two was the first one I saw. And then I saw three and four. I didn't see one until way, like, after I saw the first three, or I mean the second three. Oh, weird! Like, so I went way <laughs> I back. And then I didn't see five till a little bit later, and then six I saw, and then seven I saw. I saw all the rest in theaters. So like, yeah, the... yeah. Well, well, big question: uh, Did you have on tape deck or CD the DJ Jazzy Jeff Nightmare on My Street? Oh hell yeah! I have it. Yeah. I have yeah. it on my computer <laughs> right now. What are you talking about? Oh, that's digitally, but I remember having that on a well, tape yeah. deck. Oh, the tape oh yeah, yeah, tape, tape, tape. yeah. You're right. Oh. You're right. Sorry. Well, it was crazy, and it and it, it sums up, I guess, the family I grew up in. I got that as a stocking stuffer as a little kid, yeah. like like uh, um, because I mean, my you know my that's siblings so... kind of knew my my weird morbid obsession, right. like. 
tied to you know buying Fangoria magazine, you know, okay. uh, at the local Dude, liquor store. I forgot store. that magazine. That magazine was dope too, because that's like pre-internet, so that's how you get all your scoops. Like, and, and for me, that yeah. was like breaking the fourth wall of like as much oh, as still yeah. being like, a kid of having this imagination and even having nightmares of Freddy Krueger. It's just kind of like, but also knowing, but this is. Oh, this know, is how they do ma- it. Like th- yeah. this is how you do it. It's a behind the scenes. It's not real right. blood. Like right. that's not a real this, demon. This is a mask. This is a, a puppet or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of allowed me to dive into the scarier and scarier with no fear, almost. <laughs> right. That's awesome. That's cool, man. It's well, amazing. Like people like us, we all. Sorry. Go ahead, Lee. You're talking about different uh, childhood horror movies. I'm interested in, in now that you're an adult and, and you got all the horror movies that you've seen as a child and as an adult and everything. What would your favorite horror movie, or plural, is like like not 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 necessarily the one that scared you the most because that's a little bit that's like a different question that I also want to want to know that I think you might have already answered with Poltergeist. That might be something different because right. Poltergeist. It seems like it's like a it's like a threefold question like. The first yeah. horror movie you've seen, the horror movie that scared you the most, it might be like a shitty. Uh, yeah. Scared you the most? And, and then your favorite. Um, hmm. Okay. So l- let's attack those different questions one by one. Um, uh, would you go scared the most or favorite? Pick one. Scared. Like scared the most. I mean, yeah, like fucked you up. Like that you still kind of be like, oh shit. Like, um, for for me, the one that scared me the most as a San Diegan was Jaws, and I don't know if that falls into uh, horror as, as 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 much. Hey, as yeah, kind of. I mean, but, but, if we were going to the video rack in the eighties, it would have been on the horror. Yeah, probably. yeah, and for me, it was. Uh, I mean, my older sister used to throw me in the pool, and then I'd have fun, and then like when I was in the pool too long, she said Jaws would get me. Oh yeah, and, 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 and like. Like I didn't know that that a shark couldn't make it through the plumbing and all that stuff. Oh, but... dude! Oh, that was always the thing. You like older? Yeah, I had yep. older sisters too. Yeah, so, yeah. That was all. They're like, oh yeah, the, he's coming up through the drain. Like, but, like but, oh, oh, okay. But I don't know if it, it if it was the movies or possibly a past life. But for me, growing up as a surfer in San Diego, I've always had this oh. whole thing of of, of of a whole fear of sharks. Um, and, oh, and I've, I've never been right in the water Damn. as much as I love surfing. As soon as I get to the part where, all right, time to paddle, you can't touch bottom, you start seeing things swimming underneath you. Yeah, I'd say that would probably be the the one that scared me the most because it's that the a most lot. real. Yeah. It's like I'll the... tell you why. Yeah, because yours. Also, I'm a San Diegan who grew up here, not a surfer, but I grew up with SeaWorld. And I'm scared of fuck of uh, killer whales, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm weird, weird for that. Or actually, all whales in general. And it goes back to the same time, like when I was like four or five years old, really early on my birthday. I got to go hug Shamu, and I, and then like a few <laughs> and then year, he you? Mo- no, no, <laughs> well, something else did. Where? I saw I saw the movie Orca like not too long after, oh. which is like crazy weird like horror movie. Where like you know, killer whale eats a bunch of people like on a fucking thing of ice. So I was like, oh my god, whales are scary. So yeah, yeah, because whales kill and eat. uh, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, they, 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 they're opportunists. If if there's an opportunity for them to eat you, I mean, killer whale for a reason. I mean, everybody thinks friendly shamu, but at the same time, (laughs) like. 
like but I, mine's I, irrational because I don't surf, I don't go into the ocean, so I'm never gonna get <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's the thing: you say it's irrational, but I say it's rational because those things are meat eaters, and you are smaller than it. But uh, well, that's the biggest. That's why they're fear because it's not just killer whales, like gray whale. Like it's just a size. Like imagine if you were gray in whale the doesn't ocean. make sense. They have big but imagine ears. being in the ocean right next to it. Like you would look like a fucking a little rat, sure that, like yeah. next oh. to the, like. Oh, no, God. no, 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 most stuff. I mean, I could empathize with you because I mean, fuck, man, I'm in my 40s. How many people do yeah. I know that surf that have gotten attacked by a shark? Zero, oh. Oh, you know. Right. So, so it's just uh. kind of like. So uh, it's, it's more like a wife's tale, or what is it? Like a, just a sort of. I mean, it's always. I, I, I don't know. My, fr- but... my friend always, and he still surfs to this day. He, uh, he always says, "No, it's a rational fear. They're in there." So I mean, like yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean. Whereas Freddie could be in good. your nightmare, and he's killed me in my dreams multiple times. But here I am oh, talking no. to you guys, so it's kind of like mm. that's where like the disconnect on horror movies for me. Um, but it, but it's not always all disconnect. Dude, wait, I was, I just thought, do you make that a disconnect to your real life fear? Then, like, oh, you're like, well, Freddie killed me in my dreams, and in the movies they say if he kills me in my dreams, I'm dead. I hear in real life if I surf and get attacked by. Uh, shark i'm gonna die but it hasn't happened yet so yeah like... yeah well i mean that's the definition <laughs> uh for me I, it's a balance between living in 5d and uh conceptual 5d and and you know see it taste it touch it 3d um yeah. I, I i know so... i know in the water yeah i mean there are things out there that mm-hmm. could kill you mm-hmm. um your anxiety what... will kill you over time i guess long time of the same nightmare probably will take years off right. your life but uh, oh yeah but I'm not sure it has for me. <laughs> um, well, to validate your, uh, your you, you guys are both saying um, that Jaws was scary, but but maybe it was because your sisters were tormenting you at the pool. No, Jaws up, didn't scare. Well, that's the thing too. I was gonna say real quick. I'm not scared of sharks. Like uh, I go to, when I go to Sea World, or sorry, real. But when I go to Sea World to see like sharks on TV, I'm like, oh, they're cool. They're scary. Like they're scary looking, but I'm like, oh, they don't freak me out. Like I'm just, oh, they're kind of badass. Whatever. But if I see a fucking whale on TV, even if it's a cartoon or a video game, I'm like, oh, fuck, turn away. Yeah, I, yeah, I, dude. And after watching Sharknado, I'm kind of rooting for him now. So. Uh, <laughs> no, what I was going to say was um, I grew up as an only child, and, and I didn't have a sister coming out. Shark in the pool, but dudes. Sometimes I just be swimming in the pool by myself, la, la, la. And I would just go down the deep end and boom just hit with that like irrational fear of like there's a shallow and it's gonna come right at me and i just had to get out of the water right away yeah yeah just because this got deep deep into the psych and yeah yeah just two swimming two notes on a cello would scare the shit out of you in the water if you heard it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah hold on real quick i just want to say randy just in case you didn't notice uh like we said uh lee's on an island and so he has a very weird like internet connection and stuff so if it sounds a little choppy here and there i think you already kind of caught on so oh, oh yeah, yeah 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 no I, so I'm, fam- just... I'm i'm familiar with the anchor app uh of, like i actually did okay, a cool. podcast <laughs> with a few friends uh, abroad one in germany and one in new zealand so uh yeah understand that we're 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 running with technology as best as we can <laughs> yeah i mean we're gonna upgrade once it, like we like we've done this for years off and on with different apps and different uh, uh you know equipment and stuff and like but we've been off actually for a couple of weeks because he was bouncing around different islands so it's hard to get in contact with him 
Um, but anyways, again, like I was saying, it's cool. So, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt that. Then. Yeah, I was just dude, trying to make yeah, no What? Taylor Wales all the time. There's a- <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, really? Swim by, yeah. All the time. Time. Ocean's like, oh, there's a... There's a- it's a fucking there's a whole family of, <laughs> there's a whole family of things going what can we eat what can we eat what can we eat so what do you go like trap? swim out here or lee lee you're going like <laughs> i should t- i should take a picture and fucking freak kevin out in the middle of his n- day or night <laughs> well now <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> now i'm gonna be like fuck lee <laughs> yeah just send, send send them stuff to animals to shamu <laughs> oh dude our friend we had a friend uh kim who's who was on recently and she talked about her fear of uh freddy krueger and q-tips and so lee and i have been fucking her with q-tips <laughs> and q-tips okay like yeah because like there was a scene and she thought it was in uh nightmare on elm street which it still might be but i have to study each film again but just like a Q-tip going into someone's ear and their ear, their head exploding and all this stuff. No, it's just like, let's put, like, we just call it Q-tip. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> so like, we just, like, we like to do this, find a person's fear and just sort of play with, because, you know, if you make it fun, like, it's not as bad, you know, like confront your fear. So, you know, I think actually that's, yeah, I wanted to ask you this question we can bounce around again. Oh, yeah. So like we said, you know, you were in a band, I was in a band, so, like, we had the live performance gene in us, we know the thrill of, like, I'm go- well, I'm gonna go from what I know of, like, making a whole crowd fucking skank, or making a whole crowd fucking mosh pit, and then, I mean, I tried a few times and failed, and maybe sometimes successful making a joke on the microphone, and making a joke when we were a guest on the radio, because I guess, just, like, kind of why we're doing this, even years, all these years later, because we like comedy, too. So what's that? And it's also a fear of most people is speaking in front of, you know, a captive audience or like a big audience. Like, so what made you go from being a musician and like being a stand-up comedian and like, what, like, what was your, like the thrill? Like, was it like fucking Eminem the first time you go on stage? <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. I'm going to tell you a joke. I got to make this crowd fucking be on, on my side or else like, because comedy, stand-up comedy can be fucking brutal, so that's the scary thing. Oh, it's life. all brutal. It's all brutal. Everybody just sees the positives. No, it's about 99% brutal. Um, no, uh, you, you mentioned yeah. being in bands, like, back in the 90s when we were in our ska bands. Uh, you know, I mean, you and Jerry yeah. lives twice, me and Burke and Pretzel. I mean, Pretzel. yeah, yeah, yeah. E-76. Shout yeah, out. like, yeah, yeah. All the, sta- <laughs> all the blisters. Got a shout-out. Yeah, to G-Spot. G- and the people laid it down before us, of course. G-Spot, yeah. Sconic. Unsteady. And- yeah, okay. I'm, uh, I'm said, okay, so is this a Scott podcast? No, I'm kidding. No, I uh, know. We're, hey, man, we're just like stream of conscious. Yeah, no, no. I, I, yeah, I'll keep on going. Um, no, yeah, one more buck on nine. But, but yeah, yes, fabulous okay. Rudy's. Okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, I feel like it's communist. If I don't say another band, uh, they're going to be a dick to me next time. Oh, oh, okay. Jesse, okay. I'm going to say Jesse Howard in uh, no. Was it no limits or uh, yeah, could be <laughs> no no time, Carnius. Yeah, no time, Carni. Uh, oh, Carnius, Carni. Uh, Let's go there real quick. <laughs> okay, anyways, okay, okay, we'll stop. I okay. forgot. I yeah, forgot. Yeah. Okay, so those years of being in a band, I mean, we're yeah. high school and college. Oh, dude, yeah, and you're a teenager and young. Yeah, and and you know, and uh, an artist or entertainer, like we yeah. said. And uh, I mean, my band, we were fortunate enough uh, a couple years after I graduated high school, like we ended up hitting the road, ended up touring right. 15 so, states. 
Oh, um, wow. ended up like a feature act for uh, you, you know our friends Real Big Fish and then the MXPX and um, our yeah, friends. We, we have a very special connection with them. That's yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Back in the day, um, my birthday not, party. Good. Yeah, fond, fond memories. Um, but so that kind of yeah. showed me the back end of like you know put yeah. a pin in. Well, yeah, I dude. saw the business. Also, side exactly because. Real quick, I know I don't have to go into it, but because I knew Real Big Fish because of the, like, all that, but dude, they were, like, the realest cool people, and it's like, oh, you can do this, like, you can, like, be funny, and you can tour, and you can, like, make yeah. music, like, and be a real fucking person still. No, no, yeah, and, and I mean, uh, you know, watching that band grow, and then, then being kind yeah. enough to take us on the road, there's so many parallels, because awesome. right. at the end of the day, it's entertainment, yeah. Um, so for me, it was just, you know, band, uh, like, after the the thing with broken pretzel i mean like like you know we, we got to record label meetings and booking agent meetings and and i mean that's a whole other yeah. story yeah i don't I, know i, don't I know i've heard i yeah i think i've heard things um, about that but, yeah. but 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 going back to your original question um how do you, know, you parlay the, that from like what year how old were you when you first like was like okay i'm going to tell like instead of doing that be also because uh, you played uh, guitar. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like a stretch from being in those bands, then like in college, just kind of you know being in other bands and open mic, yeah. and, to, yeah. and 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 for me that that took away the fear factor. Um, the the I, I'd say uh-huh. the year before I moved to uh, Mammoth, so this would have been two thousand four. Um, I started doing an open mic at the Blarney Stone, just playing music, you know, mm. uh, you know, nothing big, but Irish pub. I was drinking a shitload back then, uh, like just broke up with my girlfriend. Right? Um, oh, no, uh, in uh, Claremont, actually. Oh, I was um, thinking of, of San Diego, probably Blarney uh, Stone in every town. But my Elm friend... Street. Uh, but my friend Allison Gill, um, she was the host of the open mic. Um, she later became a stand-up comic. But the thing that oh, we yeah. would always do between music, you know, you're cracking jokes. Uh, yeah. You know, pe- people were, you know, doing your Jack Johnson, I'm trying to get laid. But obviously there was a better reaction when you would do something <laughs> funny. Um, like yeah. there's this one guy, Pat, who would come in and play the wedding singer. You know, like like somebody kill me, please. And so when I moved away to Mammoth, all of a sudden Allison, a musician, uh, whose hero uh, comedy heroes like uh, 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 Mitch Hedberg started doing stand up at this open mic, and I watched the music open mic I used to go to evolve into a stand up mic. And there I was living in a ski town as a ski bum, watching my hmm. friends become stand up comics. Hmm. Right. So when I moved down from Mammoth in 2012, um, my roommate Vilya, uh, you could blame her as the reason why I do stand-up comedy. She was living with me for a couple years, and at that point, I was geeking out on stand-up comedy to the point where, like, I was, I could recite people's stand-up, and I was writing my uh, own jokes. Yeah, and, and she was tired like... of it at breakfast or lunch or dinner or whatever. We're just <laughs> hanging out. She's like, "I'm tired of hearing this joke reworked because I already know the drops and stuff like that. I'm going to drag you to a fucking open mic." And then in 2013, she finally dragged me to the American Comedy Company in San Diego. Yeah, I know it. it. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, dude, love that club. Um, Yeah, and And downstairs uh, and tight, tight seating. It's a proper comedy club. Yeah, right. um, Kind of like a. In New York City, the yeah, yeah, a v- v- very comedy seller feel, yeah, like um, I've been there too. I, I can ask you about it. you've probably been there, yeah, 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 I've been there too. Uh, yeah, shout out uh, to Gnome and Liz and yeah, Steve, everybody, nice. anyways. Uh, but yeah, 
Um, just like uh, she dragged me to that open mic. Uh, it's a bucket draw in stand-up comedy. Uh, there's more comics than there is stage time. So, you know, pull your name out of a bucket week one. Oh, really? So it's like uh, a... Yeah, it's uh, week one. I didn't get drawn. Week two, she brought me there again. I didn't get drawn. Week three, she was like, it's rigged. You're not going to go up. So I went by myself and I actually got picked. And the jokes that I told actually, I wouldn't say killed, but they definitely got laughs, which is at what a was the crowd like? Like, was, how, like, do people show up? I mean, not to, I don't know, because I I should go to more open mic because, I mean, any person's possibly well, funny well, well, cool. the last the last time I was I've at, gone. Yeah, the last yeah, time right. I, uh, last time I was at the uh, open mics in San Diego, um, I went to the Madhouse Comedy Club, which which oh, could I've be been full yeah. or it could or it that was the one that's on top of Horton Plaza. It used to be, but it yeah, now, that's what I saw Pete Holmes there like way back in the day. Oh, Pete Holmes, nice. Uh, but but yeah, it moved from the top Horton <laughs> Plaza yeah. down yeah. to Fourth Street and F. It's, it yeah, occupies yeah. the old hard, hard rock, rock. rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. See, I know my comedy too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but but the, I love San Diego too. But but ahead. the open, but yeah, but the open mics. I mean, as far as crowd. Um, American comedy company is usually a packed room. Um, I never knew that though. Like it was kind of fish pulling your name out of hat. Is it because is it like that all like a lot of places where there's so many people that show up that they only have so many slots? Every comedy club does it different. The Madhouse has you email uh, the beginning of the week for available spots. Um, some clubs have you pay to get your spot. Others, you have to kiss ass oh, for years. That's, yeah, you don't want uh, that, right? Like, like, like pay uh, to play is not good, right? Like, yeah. that's not respected in the comedy club, is it? Or, or um, I mean, in the community? I mean, stage time is stage time. And if oh, you know, that's well, true. Get your name name. Well, well, well it, it's not necessarily your name. It's more so, like, sharpening your sword. Um, but but going back to the original Yeah, question, sorry. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was just got on a tangent. Uh, yeah, because uh, no, I want to know your first time. No, yeah, but, but going to the original question, uh, yeah, uh, I got brought up by myself the third time, got a few laughs. Right. Um, after the mic, ended up meeting a few comics that told me about a couple other bar open mics. And then, to be honest, man, like the last eight years have been a blur because it's just been by that fast. chasing mic, chasing mic, chasing mic, chasing mic. I mean, all the Ooh. way up to pandemic. Like that it's, a it, it's, like been, that it's been like a five to seven days a week multiple mics and and i shit you not like i mean prior to pandemic i don't think i had a gap longer than a week that i didn't do stand-up so um yeah it's a grind it's tunnel vision what started in san diego ended up orange county la and fear literally didn't come into play like you bomb i mean i'm not saying i'm like cracking jokes and they, they go well all the time i mean like you know majority of the time you're you're going okay well you know, screw that idea or screw that premise or two years later, yeah. a premise that you gave up on because Cosby's let out of jail all of a sudden hits better, you know? So it's just kind of like, um, it's just a constant, constant process for me. The fear, um, I don't know, would be the losing the love of doing it, which still hasn't come in into play. And this is, the longest hobby or quote unquote, because hobby comics a bad term, but like passion. Do you get a fear even of, do you get a fear even of like, Oh, I'm getting bored of doing it this way. Like I should try to do like something like more shocking or like more like improv. I mean, try acting or like, that's the best part about standup. And when you do open mics and especially when you start crossing it from like here to Vegas, California, Colorado, like wherever, you're not going to see these people again. 
So, like, I mean, if they saw your bit that was edited this way, but then you're in another city or or another mic in another part of town, like, I mean, you're rarely ever going to see most of these people again. So that that's where it, it gives you the freedom in comedy to kind of go, all right, well, I'm going to try to send it further into darkness. And you're like, OK, everyone was was angry <laughs> and crying and I had to sneak out a window. So maybe I shouldn't go that dark. Um, nice. yeah, so, so there's always that back and forth. Um, but for me, that's, I mean, that's the game. Um, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really go into fear for me. Like I said, it's just, uh, I, uh, I know eventually like people hit walls. I mean, you do this yeah. till, till year 10 and that should give you a good perspective of continuing forward or not. And, uh, for me, it's, I, I, I hope I don't, uh, I fear that maybe one day I'm like, meh, meh, but here I am eight years later and I'm still chasing mics now that things are opening up. So I'm like, okay, the fear's not gone. I love that I phrase. Love I'm going to start. That should be the name of a movie or documentary or something like chasing mics. <laughs> I was going to ask you a question though, but you this? did recently get no- nominated for a very special award, right? Oh yeah. Um, in Las Vegas, um, I-, I got nominated for the Las Vegas cannabis awards. Um, I didn't end up winning, uh, but I'll also... hey, I mean, it, when they ever say it's an honor to be nominated, oh no, no, <laughs> oh for sure. I mean, dude, there are the Las hundreds... Vegas Cannabis Awards. Well, I mean, there are hundreds Comedians. of of comics in Vegas that are talented that allude that they smoke pot. There are definitely dozens, and just to be, you know, up along like you know, comics uh, like my yeah. friend, friend Stoner Rob was what was great. Um, I mean, Tommy uh, Chong, I believe, won it the previous year. So, like, for me, I'm just going like, yeah, I mean, I'm not Tommy Chong status, but I mean, uh, <laughs> hey, dude. Yeah, I, I have a lot of love in there. the cannabis. Yeah, no, I have a lot yeah. of love in the cannabis industry out, out in Nevada, too. As I mean, I moved out there do. in Las Vegas uh, in 2017, uh, helped uh, uh, introduce Remedy and Terpex uh, to the recreational market. And uh, I'm currently working with uh, Bohemian Brothers uh, Cultivation out of Sparks Reno um, up no- in northern Nevada. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, fully entrenched, uh, you know, involved with Nevada Normal, uh, the Chamber of Cannabis, and, and uh, yeah, basically the people that help build the industry, you know, all leveled up different management positions uh, nice. all throughout the different uh, companies, industries, dispensaries, and grows. So I, I get a lot of love from the Nevada cannabis industry. So, uh, yeah, you know, I was definitely grateful incredible. for that. That's awesome, dude. Round of applause. Yeah, I know. I never put the bong down since we were in bands. So, yeah, suck it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. uh, Amazing. Have you seen the show oh, I'm Bang back. Up Here? How, uh, how accurate <laughs> do you feel that is? Very. Um, what, what I oh, love about okay. I'm nice. di- Dying Up Here, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's, you know, Xerox copy of the store. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't say Xerox copy. It's an, like uh, definitely a, a mix of all the different clubs. Like but sort you're of taking fake the, uh, docu-series, like kind of a but, but you're nostalgia taking the, thing, right? Yeah, and you're taking the history and also meaning yeah. comics that are in the game now. And, and rumors and sort of like... And seeing those rumors tied into the way... Inside stories, those, yeah. Yeah, like the inside stories of like, oh, and also knowing some of the writers that were involved on it I'm like, oh, okay. So for for me, it was like, yeah, it, it was kind of telling the story of what's going on now through the lens of this is what happened back then. Um, 
a lot of accuracy to it and especially like i mean i don't want to you know spoiler alert you know ruin the first scene but like yeah. i mean that fucking dark draw of a successful comic to a fucking like i mean a robin williams you could kill yourself yeah like yeah. I, I mean yeah. like like in the eight years mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sad to say i've lost I mean, more friends than I could count on both hands uh, to suicide in this. And, Uh you know, as it started happening, it's just like, that's, I mean, that's the knife that some of us. And also not just suicide, maybe also like ODs or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. ODs. I mean, I looked at ODs as other suicides because any kind of addiction is a slow suicide. Right. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot Damn. of darkness in comedy and and from the right. darkness we're able to pull funny shit um, right. but but i mean not you know not everything is pretty the whole way through for most of us um so yeah um uh-huh. i'm dying up here yeah I, okay I, I guess i fear that i don't become so dark in my comedy that my act becomes who i am and then i no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well here's a question um for for you so as a comedian, we're Robot Lee. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. What again? Yeah. Okay. I'll try it. Um, I, I don't know, but or, maybe if you like talk slower, I don't know. But, it's it's so, all right. I speak one funny. zero one zero one 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 zero. Go on. Beep boop. <laughs> yeah. Beep boop. Beep. Dude, he's listening. Um, yes, Hal. I cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. I will good. Not yeah, we're good. Sorry. Bay doors. <laughs> what is that? Wow. <laughs> Have you um horror comedy horror is what I'm trying to get out. Uh you since this is a horror podcast. Um what's your take for and what some of your favorite ones are like Heaven in the Woods? Uh hmm. Hold Shaun on. of the Dead or Oh well well easily Shaun of the Dead, I think, is definitely in my top three movies ever written. <laughs> Um, just from a comedy, yeah, that like skirting it, like, just like the framing, literally what, what made Sean Pegg and, right. and uh, or, or, or Simon, Pegg. Simon, Simon Pegg and, and Nick, Pegg, yeah. and Nick yeah. Angel, Nick right? Frost. Frost, Frost, Nick Angel. That's the fucking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in Vegas. You're uh, a ma- magician. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for for me, uh, like I I love that movie. I mean. Uh, you you mentioned and and let in on the podcast you know screenwriting background with uh, uh, or in screenplays and movies with Mike um I graduated from San Diego State with a, a creative writing emphasis and screenwriting so I geek oh, out on film um nice. so so for me the subtleties that that exist in Shaun of the Dead um yeah we're awesome uh, uh yeah so there were so many um and and that uh, was yeah. even before it was a term easter egg yeah, and, and just like the setups, like the setups, yeah. like things that set References up early, and, yeah. and, and like I find that in comedy, Payback. like you know, it's just like the grenade. You throw it, and it's gonna explode a little bit later, and then all of a well, sudden you see well, it framed the, up perfectly. The biggest, what they call it in movie, like don't show the gun unless you're gonna use it in the third act. Like if you show in the first act, you have to use it in the third. Yeah, callback. Well, that's also a thing in comedy too, like callbacks. Like if you introduce something like in the beginning exactly like the callback so um as far as other movies one recently that i saw um uh my buddy zach was actually i i I, you know uh hung out to go fucking do bong hits and he was watching child's play three which i've never 
ever, <laughs> ever seen, known. It probably existed, but never saw it. And like that was like the one where, oh my God, been like, Andy's for... now a teenager, and he's at the, the like the like the, the military. No, it's the military camp. Oh, so it's just like somehow the doll ends oh. up at the military camp. So for me, the darkness and comedy and cheese ball effect of watching a movie that like, <laughs> like, no, it wasn't Child's Play three. It was Ch- Child's Play two, Wh- whichever one it was. Because I know the first one. I was a big fan of the first one, but, and I saw the bright. Was it? Well, wh- whichever. No, it was three. Um, it's wh- probably yeah, wh- it's probably two or three. Cause no, they it changed. was three because two was a psych ward. So three was the yeah because the first three were cool, like they were actually like scary horror movies, and then they went like all comedy, which is I guess not bad, but it was just different. Well, well, well but for me, it was like uh, like Chucky with the the kill line, like Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. was yeah, so yeah. It, in part three was so over the top, or the fact that you have this doll coming at you to kill you when he was like gonna gonna kill like like the head person at the military camp and he's like no no and and like he's slowly walking to you i'm like kick the fucking thing you know and it's just like <laughs> almost comedically you know and it's like um then yeah but then the guy ends up having a heart attack so yeah anyways but besides, did you know oh go, go ahead, ahead sorry I mean, oh, oh, no. They just released the trailer. They're making a TV show that's like a direct spinoff of the first three movies. Oh my god! Like all these spinoffs remind me of something my professor Nelson said at San Diego State, and I there stand by it over the last ten years. From we are watching, yeah, we are watching the best writing of the last five years. What we're actually <laughs> seeing hit screen is the best writing. And the fact that we're now getting to the point of rehash this, rehash this, rehash this, rehash this, we're surrounded by a whole bunch of people in Hollywood. And I'll go ahead and say it, that are fluffed up on their high horse, that can't write shit, that aren't letting the next generation or the next voice up. And one thing that I love is about, like, oh. I just recently read the Coen brothers are retiring. Yes, yeah. by all means, all retire. I remember reading an interview fucking, <laughs> I think almost 15 years ago where Tarantino said, he, I'm almost yeah. tapped out. You know, he keeps it's about that. my time to, to, to let the next go. And and uh, I love Clerks. I love Kevin Smith. I would have not yeah. been a, a screenwriting major had it yeah. not been for Kevin Smith and the simplicity of just taking dialogue and turning yeah. it into movies. But he said that. Like after he made uh, um, what uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, it's now my time to step aside because I don't know what I'm doing. Bullshit. How many other shitty movies have come out of your fucking pen since then? Well, <laughs> do you know what happened? Just this week, just on Monday, he released, he, they started filming Clerks, 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 Clerks 3. They're, the, he... it's, it's official. They're in New Jersey right now. They've put out pictures every day. They're flirting. They're, you, you know, being as Kevin Smith has never liked anything that I've, I've commented on his Twitter, I feel comfortable to say this publicly. I lost confidence in him as soon as Chasing Amy stopped being funny. That was his jump the shark moment for me. Because that one movie, of my favorite movies. Like... That movie started funny. And then it, it's still one of my favorite movies, but from a humor standpoint, it's emotional too. I like that part, like where he started. I mean, he started branching out because Clark's is just vulgar and funny. Mallrats is kind of vulgar and funny. I mean, chasing and, Amy, he's like, oh, let me throw some hard. But he became that. something different because then after yeah. that, Jersey oh yeah, Girl and then, came yeah. Out and oh yeah, shitty. of course. And then you talk about Clerks too, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. what is that musical? 
like, I like, like the it. musical I, Clerks, dance I'm not a fan. I don't like. I'm not a fan of Clerks too. A lot of people are like, oh, he matured. Well, no, it's just cheesy and. But for some reason, Clerks Three looks cool. cool no, no, like, and from, I've seen him. I've seen his he, podcast live. He, like a bunch he's of times. gonna get my money, and I love Kevin <laughs> right. Smith. But but I'm just going at a point where like, I, like from a music standpoint, like yeah. I'd say, um, like a band or something like yeah. It's well, like yeah, it's they, like when it's like when uh, Billy Joe from Green Day stopped playing yes. his Fender and picked up a Gibson. When that or green, added a fourth member. <laughs> Or, but when that green Fender that he's been playing since he was doing meth mm-hmm. on the hill in Berkeley, like mm-hmm. as soon as that was gone, that was a legendary Green guitar. Day. Green Day became overproduced, and I still love well, their yeah, music. Of course, like what I'm saying, like he had an acoustic guitar and then a second guitar player who was like, "Who's what's that guy's name?" Like you know, Mike Trey and fucking Billy. Who's that guy? Like I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. And he's been there for like twenty years, and you're still like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Like this is too overproduced now. No, no, no. Like the worst part is, is yeah, it's gone too long for them to make him part of Green Day in the photo spread now. So he's just like the guy behind (laughs) the yeah, he's the guy behind the curtain. He's I'll call him Oz, but but like I mean, it's just the evolution of the art. And I mean, if you want to look more recently, Game of Thrones. As soon as you uh-huh. got away from the source material, it proved that the people who are given given the keys don't know how to drive. And 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 I mean, a few movies make it through here and there, but I mean, like, I, and this is where I'm old and get off my lawn. But like, <laughs> but all these rehashes of like, let's do Chucky again. Let's do l- yeah. let's do Dune again. Let's oh my god, uh, let's yeah. do oh, Red yeah. Dawn again. Oh my childhood, fuck you. I'm I, never watching that. I think Lee but, agrees like, with you. But like that's that's yeah, where I'm like all these rehashes is nobody has a a, a a like a unique idea and is good enough to execute it on it. And that's where it makes makes me. Or if they do, I'm, the fucking people in charge aren't letting them. What, which is which brings me to yeah. That's kind of what I want to want to is how you think evolution of art and you know weird possible not relatable. Is my favorite Kevin Smith movie is Tusk. Ooh, yeah. and I, I love the so I rare. love the story. Love I love it too. I yeah, to but, go ahead, Lee. Yeah, you're in charge. You're... It was really not well received, and now you can see. Well, now he's going back oh, to making no. more to making more another silent. And it was like, like it was like it seemed like he was okay. Kevin, evolved, like you said, evolution of the art. He's evolving, and then it was like, oh, like it didn't wasn't well received. Okay, never mind. Uh, we mentioned our friends, Real Big Fish. You know, Aaron Barrett dies inside every time he has to play beer, but every single uh, time that that or sell out, well, sell out, not as bad, but beer. Like really, it, it stretches back to a time when all his friends when they started the band and now it's him Everything by himself sucks. surrounded uh, by dude, studio that musicians. Story, yeah i know so, i feel so bad. so it's kind of like in like in, you know more about that like i we haven't talked about this like i bounced out of my band for a certain reason at a certain time so i like have a multi-verse timeline but i've always connected to the people like you and nick cannon and mike fogarty and people from my band jerry lives twice and e76 yeah. and all these so like I know like and really like I know of things for a certain point, but there's things that happen where I just like I can't hear about it for a while. But now I'm, I'm glad that it's starting to almost come back. Like that's how. Oh like, yeah. We, no, there's a fourth wave bubbling. I, yes. I, I don't mean COVID, but I mean like no. Well, hopefully not. COVID, <laughs> but I mean like no. I there's like an article wave, yeah. like there was a news like like I like a famous newspaper article on like my Apple feed or whatever. Like Scott's coming back and 
Above, and obviously the documentary and you know that John's working on for Skull in San Diego in the nineties, which is gonna be awesome that I, we're all kind of a part of living in living in Las Vegas, dude, like it kinda never went away here. Dude. Like I mean there's a ska scene here. Like I mean, I, I love and, it. And, and I, the big ska bands come through and they drop. Uh, yeah, it's dope. Like, and we need it now, kinda of like we're because you know, we went through like obviously most people that were in Scott went through their emo phase and then they're fucking whatever. And now we're getting older and being our artist and whatever. But we're also like, hey, this shit's not that bad. Let's like connect again. And yeah, you know, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, but I, mean, I can't wait to see a live Scott. I haven't seen a live Scott show and I can't remember when. And so, yeah, I, uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to remember the last live Scott show I saw. I don't think it uh, counts. I saw Chris DeMakes do an acoustic set. Um, well, actually, I, I I saw the trumpet player from Monkey play with Franks and Deans at the Double Down Saloon. So so that was a little bit ska. Um, That's cool. But yeah, last concert I went to, yeah, Franks and Deans at the Double Down. If you're ever in Vegas, actually, it would be today. Um, there you yeah, but it'd be in Vegas. Uh, yeah, head down Franks and Deans. They play like Rat Pack covers, all punk and scott out. Fucking awesome. Um, definitely a band we're checking out. But uh, going back yeah, to the original awesome. point, evolution of of, of uh, where movies were, yeah, art and music. Yeah, let's let's try to circle back. We keep going on tangents. Um, yeah. but but it's like, <laughs> um, like with music, like I love bands. Um, you know, you you know, you have that bolt of lightning of why you love them. And then if mm-hmm. they've been around for a decade or two decades, whenever you go see them, and they're like, "Here's a new one," you're like, "Oh, play something old." Like that's most of us. Yeah. Like, like we want to hear the yeah. classics. Nostalgia. So, that that's a fucking. And, and, and as you get thing. to sequels and movies, I mean, it's yeah, a, right. it's a dilution every single sequel if it's not a sequential story. And yeah. and I, I you go going back to an old question about a half hour ago, favorite horror <laughs> movie. Um, around. Uh, you yeah. guys mentioned <laughs> your Freddy. You mentioned your Freddy, Kevin. Um, yes. Lee, what was your fa- favorite horror movies coming up again? Jason, a, of course. Oh, but his one. character, like the character, character like, Jason, yeah. like, like the like, one like, he's like. If people go like, oh, like because everyone knows me as oh Kevin's the Freddy guy. Everyone knows Lee is the Jason guy. That's kind of how we bonded. But I know he funny because like, awesome. I don't get asked very often. Um, yeah, well, there's uh, like. Fucking The Shining popped. Um, also, Killer popped in my head. Right yeah, right at the top. top. Um, the Doom Generation. Oh, well, all time. Yeah, and that's Doom not it's, that. It's not a horror genre, but it's kind of like how you said. No, Jaws is it's a thriller. And so, though, yeah. people that like um, and the ending is scary as fuck. I'll still say, well, that's a horror. It doesn't matter if it's a that somebody yeah, didn't. Office so, writing or something like so, so, if it horrifies so what, you, then it's horror. So, this one movie, um, uh, uh, I remember my brother taking me to, um, and, and it's a little avant garde because I mean, I feel like you already took Jason and Freddie, and I mean, that's my upbringing. I mean, I could say Michael yeah. Myers, but but you know, that's by default, yeah. yes. But but I'd say, or Leatherface, but no, it's, it's... but 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 I'd say one horror movie that definitely, uh, <laughs> that I love and resonated with me uh, was Nightbreed. Do you guys remember that movie? Is that Clive Barker, oh, right? Yeah. 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 A- yeah like j- j- just the whole concept of like the dude not knowing he was a monster. And then just kind of like that, just like you're, 
like to me that was like my first introduction to empathy on the monster <laughs> like i know that there have probably oh, been like other yeah. movies about empathy like you know frankenstein no, and all sense. that shit but like it's for clive me... barker right sorry yeah yeah i'll tell you why i remember that. Like, yeah, continue. Right. no he uh, wrote the story though or something uh, um yeah but it was just like a dark yeah. horror f- uh, it was a dark horror film yeah like just it's I been so long since i saw it but i remember it was just like even amongst the evil, there was a code, and then there was someone who was even yeah. more evil amongst the evil. Like that was just like multi layers, yeah. and I hadn't seen a horror movie like that yet. Um, or at you least it, it didn't. I haven't seen it recently, honestly. Like I think the last time I saw it, we're going back to VHS. Yeah, yeah. keep that I memory was... in your head. Some movies that we watched for young, we just need to like not. Yeah, because I did yeah. watch it not that long. But. but... It doesn't just hold like, up. Yeah. Okay. No. Can I? Oh, it's like cringy. It's just the, the oh, makeup. Oh, cringy, the... shitty. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay, and I have so to tell you... you why I remember. Wait, that's it. Like... Keep that. Keep that. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well. For me, it was like me, me, me at eleven. So I mean, like, yeah, it's me as a kid. So I yes. have like great childhood memories of how it affected my imagination. <laughs> I remember it because. I went to a Comic-Con convention in Texas, like 1990 or something, like very early 90s, I was like nine or 10 years old, maybe 12, and Stanley and Clive Barker were there. Nice. And so, in my stupid, frantic 10-year-old mind, I was there with my dad, I was like, buy any issue of like Spider-Man or whatever you can find. Oh, not! I didn't even tell him. It was just me. Well, he was there, but hopefully you know, a like, Jim Lee drawn one. <laughs> no, well, no. This is one of my like bad. Oh, memories. Stanley! Oh, Stanley! Never mind. The Stanley memory is kind of a bad one because every time I show the picture of the comic I bought for Stanley, everyone's like, "Why'd you get that one?" Um, but the other, the other one was Clive <laughs> Barker. So, but they were in a big, and I mean, this is nine, like ninety one or something. Like I was ten years old, so it's before Stanley was popping up in movies or anyone. Yeah, knew what I he was, looked like. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and it was it was Texas, so it wasn't like San Diego Comic Con like we are all familiar with. So it was yeah. like an auditorium. So you went in like two doors. Like you either go to the left or the right. You want Clive Barker or you want Stanley. So I was like, all right, dad, you get in line for Stan Lee. I'll get in line for Clive Barker. So, but then we had to first find the comics and it was, you know, early nineties comic con. so it wasn't like the boxes, like they're just shitty crazy. No, so no, no, no. I remember. Yeah. I remember comic cons in the nineties. Yeah. You had actually had to go through boxes that weren't labeled. There weren't. Displays. Yeah. It was just like, whatever. It was like literally at some dude's garage. They got plopped on a square. Basically like that. And so, and this is serious. This is in Texas. Like Texas in the early nineties. They don't give a fuck about. Con- oh, it keeps so, getting excited. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> no, yeah. So, no. so no, I, were, I found, men- I found, I found ahead. like a Clive Barker comic that was like, like, it was like uh, a mini comic where it was like, oh, this is uh, what the movie Nightbreed. This is Hellraiser. Like it was like these mini comic stories, like five little stories on one. So oh, that's right, Clive so I was like, oh, this is Clyde Barker. I'll, I'll buy this one. And again, it was the 90s. So it was like fucking two bucks or 50 cents. I don't know. And then I was like, oh, well, for Stan Lee, what, what do I want to get Stan Lee? Like, it has to be a first issue. Well, the only first issue I see right here in the stands is Venom, number one. But he didn't fucking create Venom. 
So I bought this Venom. <laughs> so I have a. It's Venom and the Punisher, which he didn't create either one of those. But it's I still have a comic signed by Stan Lee, and I met him and I met Clive Barker, like because we just switched over. Like my dad. But like, you oh, have this. I'm but, in this. but you have yeah. this story. You have the story of when you met him. Uh, yeah. I mean, so. It's not going to be something you plan on selling because it it's, yeah, it's not the worth story. anything. Because every time I show the comp, the Venom one, there's like Stanley to fucking invent Venom or Punisher. Who cares? But the Clive Barker one, I'm like, oh, I remember though, because even at that age, ten years old, he's like, yeah, I wrote this movie, Nightbreed. Uh, go watch it. So I rented it like a few months later, and I remembered it because like one of the early scenes, the dude like cuts his face off, like the monster cuts his face off with like a razor or something. Yeah. Which is exactly like fucking yeah. Freddy Krueger does in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yeah. Which is my favorite. Like, I was like, oh, this is exactly like Freddy in Part 2. So it yeah. all like came together. Yeah. That's my yeah. story. That's so, Freddy, did you say your with the uh, Nightbreed and then I shit it on it? Huh? Oh, well, well I'd say like, it's probably not as good you, as no, 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 no. Like, it, it probably isn't uh, as good as I think it was. But then, trying to remember in 1990 kid, how yeah. shitty special effects were back then. Shitty special effects were still and good makeup special effects. and mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, another movie. Feel free to shit on, but you probably won't because it's cheesy. <laughs> so feel free to shit on. Um, but it, honestly, I could say is the movie I have probably watched the most in my life. Because uh, my best friend Dennis Ooh. at the time, we had this competition of who could watch this movie the most. So I remember oh. going through oh, two VHS tapes because it would literally be what I would have playing in the background constantly <laughs> in elementary school was Monster Squad. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Like cheesy, you know, like good over evil, yep. but empathy in you're dealing with some monsters that are you know supposed to be evil but frankenstein was friendly to some extent you know yeah, like, right. um and, and it's just it's like, uh the monster thing yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, and, and uh and a yeah. precursor to a uh, cabin in the woods or something Oh yeah, but 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 definitely hmm. full '80s style. I mean, like yeah, the, it's the, the, wolf, the Wolfman, ha- Wolfman has Nard's line, and 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 is she a virgin? And then the sister ends up like, no, but there was just in like as a kid, I had no idea what any of this meant. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. You you watch some of those into windows like later. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, like they're hiding them for the adults. Nice. But uh, but my yeah. best friend Dennis and I, like, I mean, what this would have been, I think, what first, second grade at the time when that movie all came right. out. Like, I mean, yeah, like we had this whole thing of like, all right, make sure you have stakes by your house. Make sure you have like all <laughs> the things to ward off the main yeah. Dracula and and you know like werewolves, like all <laughs> that shit. Like I remember we uh we even like we need to come up with silver bullets even though we don't yes, have guns. Dude. But like, all right, well, we'll make the bullets first. So we oh. tried melting a spoon, um, and then obviously we can't melt a spoon Whoa. with a lighter. So could you imagine parents finding a tarnished oh, spoon dude. Oh, in the front yeah. yard? <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Oh. I was going to ask you that, but that's a kind of good wrap up, like real life, where you're like you're actually scared, like you're going to encounter a ghost or a werewolf or. Do you have any of those last minute stories where you thought you actually like lived in a house or? Yeah, uh, this yeah. this I, I love how this kind of lined up. Uh, my friend Dennis, who I mentioned, we had that whole Monster Squad thing. 
Um, yeah. He moved away from yeah. Sandy. He moved away from San Diego and ended up moving up to Camarillo. Um, and the house in Camarillo uh, that they moved into was actually declared legally haunted by the state of California. Wow. Uh, so, certificate. Uh, uh, so the weird things, the weird things that happened there is like, you know, um, he, uh, he first started noticing apparitions when one day he got off the phone with me and then looked in the mirror of his bedroom and there was an old man sitting in his bed and he turned around and there was no one there. <laughs> and then he looked in the mirror and the old man was still there. And his parents thought he was going crazy, <laughs> um, you know, like full on going crazy and everything. Um, then after finding history, talking to the landlord and everything, they ended up bringing in like a whole like seance. And, and so they're telling me this as I go up to, uh, to to crash with him over the summer for two weeks. So what I observed. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah. So what I observed at this time was uh, the first night I was there. I'm on the phone in the kitchen, and then Dennis is like, all right, uh, last door on the right is my bedroom. So I'm sitting there talking to my mom on the phone, listening to footsteps in, like, a hardwood brick hallway approaching me with no one there. Um, (laughs) That was bizarre. Um, We would leave the house, um, like, the whole family, you know, go out to dinner, go to Ventura, and when we would come back... um, all the appliances were on like lights switches not not just like not just like electrical but actual like things flipped on like things that would require turning on um physical effort like that was it i never saw anything but those were like the two things where i'm like enough there's something here because everybody in the family is all for it and and things are happening and then us leaving the house being locked and coming back to a house where things are turned on is just like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I doubt they were long conning me for two weeks, but you never Mm. know. (laughs) Fucking A. That was amazing. Great story. Well, hey, Randy, um, thanks for uh, dealing or delay and robot voice because it's a good delay here, but uh, uh, how can people see you? Do you uh, do stand-up? Do you have a website? um uh, yeah my website's currently under construction uh the best way to follow me um on twitter i'm randy Wright at randy writes w-r-i-t-e-s um um or you can follow me on instagram at randy valarba um i'm pretty good uh proactively posting um and if you're an old timer like me i'm on facebook try to find the fan page um and uh yeah, you got a uh, MySpace? <laughs> uh, no, I deleted MySpace due to a psycho ex-girlfriend, but I kind of wish oh. I still had my oh. MySpace. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued on the next fear. Does Fatal Attraction fall into horror movies? But <laughs> you've been a guest. Right. Right? Specifically, yeah. scary. Thanks to those in the description. Uh, oh man! Thank you so much, no, no, Randy. Th- you've no, been Lee- awesome, dude. Kevin, no, no, honestly, thank, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, dude, when the Scott shows start coming around, dude, uh, Kev, we definitely got to link up for a show. Yeah, for real. This dude, is fun. It's, been, it's awesome. And yeah, I'll send you the links and post all your fucking whatever. It's awesome, dude. We can have you back too. Hopefully, you had a good time. And... Uh, all, right, all right. And then, last things I just want to say is just, uh, you know, thank you guys. Um, hopefully, there's better horror movies coming out. And uh, yeah, yeah, bye. plug whatever you want. Like. 
Yeah, yeah, by AMC, I guess. Uh, I'll oh, back. yeah, you're, you're uh, one of those guys. Yeah, stock yeah. Guy. I'm, 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 GameStop. Yeah, I'm a stock guy. No, no, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> as they call a, a mean stock guy, but I've, I've yeah, been yeah, in AMC since January. Um, hey, so I, probably... I, do have, I do have to plug that when you're in Make Nevada. Make that money, bro. Yeah, when you're in Nevada, it. buy Bohemian Brothers weed if, you, if you're yeah. into the cannabis thing. I got to plug my company. Yeah. Yes, yes. Do um, it. I'll, I, spill it. Yeah, yeah. Like, do it. Whatever you want, bro. Yo, you... You hang out with us, like I bugged you so much. So yeah, it's all yeah, good. It no, cool. no, 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 it's all good. <laughs> I just want to do those last plugs. Yeah, you're this late, it. so. Um, but yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> uh, I'm done with the free commercials. <laughs> Randy, you rock, dude. Thank you uh, so much, right. man. Thank you, gentlemen.